Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Noir and Note podcast. Disclaimer, none of the comments or opinions expressed in this podcast are meant to trigger, offend, or discredit anyone from any race, gender, creed, or sexual orientation. This podcast is primarily focused on sharing my personal thoughts and experiences with a few dashes of comic relief. Thank you. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, my dudes, does, ghouls, gals, non-binaries, and everything in between. This is Janine, and you are listening to Noir Nope. I hope you had a pleasant weekend, and happy Monday. Uh, yeah, so, hope everything is going well in your neck of the woods. Uh, I think this is day four or five of my new J-O-B. So far, so good. A little bit, or a lot of bit, honestly, to learn in regards to what we do there, but... On a more exciting note, uh, some people grabbed and dashed some MCM bags at the department store I work at and ran off, hopped into a white Mercedes and drove into the night. I didn't even notice because I was helping a customer, but my coworker noticed some skeevy looking dude. And apparently that skeevy looking dude, you know, boot scooted and ran out the store. I didn't notice until I saw about four or five of the biggest security guards in my life run towards the entrance and try to catch him, but he got out. He got away. He was out of there. So yeah, Um, that was kind of exciting. Um, Hopefully you all are doing well. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. It's a little heavy, so I didn't want to do a heavy podcast. Honestly, none of these podcasts are really like labor intensive, nor are they really kind of heavy in terms of the topics or the subjects. So, but I wanted to do something next week. I wanted to do it this week, but honestly, I want to do a little bit more research on it. And I don't want to come out of the gate speaking about things I don't know too much about. But it's not even heavy, heavy. It's a little, how can I put it? Honestly, I'm torn between this discussion of colorism or I wanted to talk about the hair care community how a lot of these brands that are black owned and gravitated towards a black market in terms of their customer base that are now actually trying to get the attention from the white community that it's a long story um there's three brands that come to mind that i can talk about but again i want to do a little bit more research in regards to how I'm going to navigate that story, but I'm probably going to do the latter. I'm probably going to do that one because it's not as serious as colorism, but it's, it's serious. It's serious, but it's not too serious. It's kind of like a spoonful of sugar before you eat the medicine. You know what I'm saying? So look out for that next week. Hopefully I will have time to research it because baby, I don't know if it's mercury and microbades or Gatorade or Corvassier or whatever is going on with the planetary alignments, but time seems like it's going very fast these days. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not really good at allocating my time when it comes to certain tasks, but whatever the case may be, it seems like it's going faster than usual. So hopefully I will have that out next week. Sorry, this particular podcast is late, but better late than never. Is what they say and also if you see hear somebody screaming in the background my mom is on the phone 
she's 71 and all she does is scream on the phone because apparently <laughs> that's what you do when you get older you speak on speakerphone and you scream i don't get it well, uh, oh i don't get it but anyways so yeah i wanted to actually dedicate this podcast to oh first and foremost speaking of like black owned brands shout out to tabitha brown she came out with a whole bunch of stuff recently a hair care line she also came out with like a snack and food line that has premiered in target her food stuff is in target but her hair care stuff has i believe is in ulta I haven't tried the hair care stuff i don't think i have enough hair but um i did grab a lot of her or a few of her snacks from target i did not go outside on my two days off i just was not feeling it so i (laughs) i decided to order it online to have it delivered um i don't care what anyone says when it comes to having things conveniently delivered to me oh i'm gonna pay a premium price i don't give a fuck (laughs) i do not the older i get the more i'm like i'm not really here for stores especially target when it comes to target sheesh i can spend three hours in there easy and so to avoid spending a whole bunch of money i just buy online either pick it up in store or have it delivered because target will grab you by the neck and all the stuff that they have there especially in the beauty and skincare and perfume oh my god i can spend it and they have a freaking starbucks i don't even like starbucks but call me up one day and be like janine let's go to target and then let's go to starbucks afterwards i'll be like absolutely you throw in tj maxx or home goods oof, baby let me tell you <laughs> it's a wrap i know that's very basic bitch of me but listen sounds like a fun day to me what do you want me to do maybe throw in the movies as well maybe throw in some bear burger or some type of eatery we good we are good yeah but in regards to tabitha brown uh she came out with some snacks i actually got two of her spreads like the truffle garlic spread and the lemon dill spread obviously it's vegan because she's vegan and i got two of her snacks the popcorns the sweet and salty one which is it's aight but she has a garlic parmesan one Ooh wee i was eating that last night and i had to claw i had to remove my hand with my other hand from the bag forcefully because it was that good i was about to body a whole they're pretty big bags i don't know how big let me see if i can because i have one i may or may not have have one in my room so this one is about it's five ounces wait hold on hold on hold on hold on because this looks bigger than five ounces um no it's a five ounce bag but it looks huge but i guess it's depending on the actual content and not the actual bag y'all know how they are jacking up a price for everything but the quantities are either staying the same or they're taking out a lot of the stuff like bag of chips a bag of chips is not a bag of chips anymore it is five chips in a large bag so maybe that's the case i don't know the bags seem pretty full but you know if i could eat it in one sitting it probably wasn't that full but then against popcorn i love popcorn popcorn to me is a meal i love popcorn but yeah shout out to her because she's doing a damn thing like 
can you have imagined she has she has everything now she has kitchenware target snacks and food hair care she had something else. oh she had a clothing line at one point at target oh she's in her bag shout out to her but yeah 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 um i believe some of her stuff is already sold out i heard of her potato salad was cookout approved that's what i heard but yeah they didn't have it available at my target so unforge and it's selling out one person that i watch on youtube said he actually went to the actual target and they had a bunch of containers left but by the time he got home and looked online again they said they only had like three left so yeah it's selling out quickly if you can grab it grab it because from what i've tasted it seems to be delicious so yeah anywho there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today you know we got kids shooting their teachers little six-year-old boy shot his teacher in virginia brazil is taking a note from america and deciding to storm their own capital they're out there walling it hasn't fallen on deaf ears or blind eyes, I should say, that I've seen those people who were storming, I guess, Brazil's capital or their, you know, official building. I didn't see one brown face in that crowd. <laughs> Everybody is white. I mean, as white as you can be in Brazil. As you know, next to Africa, Brazil has the largest um, black um, population. And I'm looking at the videos of them, you know, I don't know, fucking shit up for lack of a better term. And a lot of them are pale. The privilege of being able to act a plum fool and probably not suffer any consequences or repercussions. But anyways, we're not talking about anything serious here. You know what we're going to talk about today? Something that is near and dear to my heart, but I don't like to admit it trashy tv shows so about maybe three years ago maybe less than that i don't know i got into a reality tv show called love after lockup now they have life after lockup lockup excuse me now they have life goes on or whatever it's called however y'all already know i like 99 fiance that's a hot mess i probably won't watch it anymore because angela's a piece of shit and Mr. Potato Ed, he's a garbage person. Liz, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know if you have some type of brain damage. Why are you still with him? That's a different podcast. We're going to get into that in a different podcast. But Love After Lockup. So the new season aired, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe three. And even though I feel like a lot of reality TV show is contrived and scripted right now, as opposed to what it was back in the day it's still kind of interesting to watch i used to when i was living in my old apartment i would literally order a pizza set the television to on fridays set the television to wee tv have my little garbage pizza and watch me some reality tv it was my time it was my it was my me time it was just me relaxing after a long day of i don't know if it was working then but you know whatever i was doing but yeah (laughs) so i wanted to actually 
Let me use my other phone, actually, because they have a list of the actual, I was about to say contestants, but the cast on this season, which is on season six. That's crazy. Love After Lockup season six. So I'm getting this information for, from, what is it, starchasm.net. And they have the rundown on all the couples on this season on Love After Lockup. So first up is Monique and Derek. So here's the thing. I'm going to read a little synopsis that they put on starchasm.net. And then I'm going to give you a brief little info about how I feel about them. Okay. So Monique and Derek, Chicago, Illinois. Monique reached out to Derek after seeing his photo several times in a Facebook pen pal group. Derek was smitten right away and the couple started a relationship. Despite dating for two years, Monique and Derek have never actually met in person. They, that could be a major issue for the couple because Derek is really into fitness and Monique has been a bit less than honest about her own love of fitness hoping to literally <laughs> I'm laughing because I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a bit hoping to literally balance the scales a bit Monique wants to have weight loss surgery okay let's just get into it Monique is a BB dub okay nothing wrong with that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes I am a firm believer of that but Monique she is very much a BBW a very large woman and apparently she communicated to Derek that she was a little bit more interested in fitness than she actually is. There might have been a miscommunication. He might have said fitness and she might have meant or thought fitness subway sandwich in my mouth. I don't know. But when I seen on the show when she first went with her sister to meet Derek there was some confusion apparently they communicated that she was going to be there with her sister when he was released she was but he told her well my family I told them not to show up but they did show up it was like I think two of his cousins little cousins his and two of his sisters um one of his sisters is um a transgender woman i'm just trying to get y'all a visual of everything and then they start popping up at the mouth they're like oh what your fat ass why you here we family we always been there but apparently according to monique they haven't been there. There wasn't with him shooting in the gym, so to speak. And he was happy to see them. He hugged them and all that. Um, but he already said he was leaving with Monique way before. But they just wanted to be on TV. That's what I was getting. They wanted to be on TV because the way they were dressed, they looked like they were going to the club. They didn't look like they were meeting their, you know, brother just recently released from prison. They wanted their little screen time. And of course, apparently they were... Um, posting pictures on Instagram saying imagine coming out of jail and this is what this is the first piece of ass you get this fat bitch da, 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 da. being real you know extra for no reason definitely wanted their little ashy little 15 minutes of fame well you got it you got it and both of them look a mess I'm gonna be honest with you they were pretty but both of them look like 
if you ran up to them with a makeup wipe, it'll be over. <laughs> but you know that they were those type. But anyways, so the show progresses on. Homie is out. Monique has spent ten thousand dollars on this man, like buying him Burberry tracksuits, iPhones, watches, da 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 da. And then his sister communicates on her, what's it called, talking head or whatever it is where they do little side interviews. Her sister is like, yeah. So she bought all this stuff for this guy that she never met. But my son, her nephew's birthday was last week and she didn't buy him anything. (laughs) The way I would not have showed up for her to meet this man, I would have been like, this your family and you buying all this shit for this man who probably is just going to use you for housing and money and then dump you for the next woman but you know what not my sister not my problem anywho their first night out Monique and Derek are you know he's ordering up everything he's ordering the rack of lamb he's ordering the lobster he's ordering the he ordered some like shrimp meatballs or something like that the bill totaled to 500 and something dollars and he's eating it up he's like oh take a picture of me take a picture of me take a picture of me he's literally asking her to take all these pictures of him and it's so funny because he's like no just just keep taking pictures i'm just gonna keep posing just you just keep taking pictures <laughs> wearing a little outfit that she bought him and all that stuff but anyways they're at dinner he sees someone that he knows they chop it up for a few seconds what i noticed is that they're talking he runs into his homie while at dinner but he doesn't introduce the man to Monique you know how you you're with a friend or a significant other whatever the case may be you're out and about and you run into somebody I'm big on manners like the little tiny things like that if we're out and you run into somebody that I don't know and you don't know I mean I know I don't know and you know and you don't be like, oh, this is so-and-so, by the way. Just like that little cordial. I know y'all get caught up sometimes, but that little cordial, you know, hey, this is so-and-so. Oh, hey, what's up? How you, doing? you know what I mean? I, I like that. But homie was like, oh, we need to chop it up. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your phone number in my, my phone. He does that. He was like, all right, I'll link up with you later. The guy ended up introducing himself to Monique because Derek wasn't doing it but Monique is like who's that oh you know somebody from the hood or whatever you know one of my homeboys and he was like oh so why you gave him your number you didn't give your family the number it was like I was just trying to be cordial whatever and I mean honestly his family is apparently trash (laughs) so that's probably why he didn't give them his phone number but anyways she was like, oh, let me see your phone. This woman deletes the phone number from this man's phone. Keep in mind, this this phone is the phone that she bought him, that she set up, that she apparently can track and see his whereabouts, all that. And he was like, I'm surprised he wasn't as madder or I'm surprised he wasn't more mad about her doing that because it was just ridiculous she her excuse was basically oh he was around bad influences when he was that's how he got into jail the first time 
girl. You are you are you his girlfriend or his mama or his babysitter? Like if he wants to get into the rap scallion things that he was into that made him go into jail in the first place, that's on him. It's not your job to tell him or control him to the point where he won't be hanging out with these individuals. If he wants to, he will. And if he ends up in the same circumstances, then he just does. Are you kidding me? Like, what is... is, That didn't make no sense to me. Makes absolutely no sense. You know... How did you meet him? You met him on a Facebook jail pen pal bullshit. And then you're gonna try to mold him into something that he isn't. When you're trying to steer him into other directions and stuff like that. He gonna do what he gonna do. And... If you were smart, hey, you wouldn't engage with him in the first place. Like, come on. You wouldn't spend 10 G's on him. Come on. But more importantly, if you decided to not do any of those things and for, you know, continue on with the relationship, as soon as he fuck up, cut all ties. Boom. You, you want to be for the streets? You're for the streets. Now you're for the jail. And that's just it. And I don't know why she was tripping like that. But anyways... Moving on, the night goes on. They run into some other people. She gets into the car. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, you know, chopping it up with his, I don't know, his boys from his old neighborhood or whatever. She's all in the car. And he's like, yeah, those are my homies from blah, blah, blah. And then she starts crying for some strange reason. He was like, oh, I don't know. Why are you crying? I don't want to see you cry. What's wrong? And then I guess she's just looking and thinking that he's just going to go revert back to his old ways again not your concern he's a grown-ass man he's gonna do what he wants but then they drive back to the hotel and he's like oh i'm gonna go to the casino he actually said that during dinner too oh i'm gonna go to the casino you know let's just walk around you know let's just because he just got out of prison you know duh he wants to be doing free shit and she's like no i'm tired i'm not gonna be walking around with with these shoes on um i was gonna say something along the lines of she's tired because she's she's a bigger woman so she tires out easily and he was like oh yeah but it's my night my first night out I want to do something and then she's like no I'm tired I want to go to the hotel and I want to sleep and then she reiterates this all throughout the car ride back to hotel and then he's like oh well I'm going to I'm going to the casino because apparently that's what got him in trouble before gambling and she's like, no, if you leave, you might as well not come back. And he was like, well, I'm going to get a Red Bull, which he did. And he came back and he was like, I want to go out. How, why are you acting like this? And she's laying on the bed. And it's this scene is so weird because she's laying on the bed, right? And she just looks like laid out and just like a deflated balloon. <laughs> That's horrible to say, but she just looks laid out. She's like holding her head or whatever. And he was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. She's like, come on, Derek. And she puts on her Birkenstocks and then they head to the casino. And that was like the last scene that I remember of them. But anyways, it was just, this ain't going to end well for either one of them. He's going to feel like he's still in prison. He's going to, you know, either revert back to the way he was or he's just going to end up being with someone else that gives him that freedom so Monique she needs to chill but anyways next couple Nathan and Skyla 
I know you watch, um, what is it? 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> the way Angela pronounces her daughter's name, Skyla, in that thick Georgia accent. Anyways, that's every time I see that name, Skyler, I think that. But anyways, Nathan and Skyler. I ain't gonna hold you. Nathan and Skyler are like the, out of this season, the most boring couple. Like, I look at them, they're visual ambient. They are just so boring. <laughs> and I don't remember, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't remember much of their scenes because I just tuned out because they're that boring. Um, but I do remember, actually before I even remember anything, let me read the little synopsis here. Okay. Nathan and Skylar have a surprisingly rare love after lockup origin story as they started dating while they were both in custody. The two have a drama-filled connection while she was at a halfway house, resulting in Skylar being sent back to jail, according to WeTV. After Skylar went back in, Nathan moved into his grandma's house and started planning his proposal for their one-year anniversary. I assume that is Nathan's grandmother in the preview trailer, who points out Skylar's previous two boyfriends are both dead. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that part. Apparently, um, they met in halfway house. She broke curfew because of him and she was sent back to jail for, I don't know, a few months. And when I saw the last episode, she was being released. Her mom was like giving her all this clothes. Apparently she comes from a middle upper class upbringing and Nathan does not. He's about to struggle and they don't I guess they get along with him but they look at him and think oh well he's the reason why my baby girl ended up back in jail but it really was her doing like come on girl you don't have a watch you don't have an iPhone you don't got nothing to tell time to take your ass back to the halfway house anyways um so oh and also her last two boyfriends she has or had issues with drugs she mentioned when she was 14 she started smoking weed and that you know how people like marijuana is a gateway drug which I don't believe it depends on the person but apparently for her it was because then she started doing I think she said fent fentanyl and she mentioned how honestly she could have she should have been dead she shouldn't be here because of all the drugs she's done yada yada boop 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 okay so they meet up with, or he picks her up or whatever the case may be. Again, I don't remember much of their scenes because she is eh and he is even more eh. So you see a scene with her mother, her brother, I believe. They meet up and she gives her daughter or Skylar a bunch of clothes. And she's like, oh my God, this is so cute. This is so cute. This is so cute. And, you know, Nathan's standing there like, womp womp. Because he's like, they come from different, you know, upbringings. But it's funny how they come from different upbringings and they ended up in the same kind of circle of drugs. But anyways, uh, they go to like some little coffee shop and Nathan is like acting real weird to me because he says nothing about this day is going well and he's just really anxious and she's like, are you okay? And while they're sitting there drinking coffee oh before that he spilled coffee on his shirt and then that just ended up making him super annoyed but not like angry annoyed but like that type of annoyed where you're just upset 
and it's filled with anxiety. It's hard to describe because it's happened to me when you want a day to go according to your plan and it doesn't and you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm so angry, but I'm also so anxious. Oh my God, I am a loser. Um, so she, he has this like really bug eyed look in his eye and she's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Well, you're just being so quiet. Are you right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was weird. Um, they end up going back to Nathan's grandma's house and Skylar does not like the house. (laughs) Let me preface by saying that, um, I thought the house was really cute. And the thing about the house, it reminded me of a bed and breakfast. Like those bed and breakfasts where it's just a whole bunch of doilies and like blankets and pictures of people from the 1800s on the wall. I've never been to one of those, but I kind of like that vibe. It's real cute. It's not a... I guess I can understand her not wanting it to be around her 24-7. But I thought it was a cute vibe and definitely probably better than those gray ass walls in prison. So they get into the house. She's like, oh my gosh, this is nice. And then she goes up the stairs. She's like, oh my God, these stairs are a workout. And then she goes into the room. And she's like, oh my God, this room is creepy because it has a bunch of dolls and like pictures of people from back in the day staring at her. And she's like, oh, this room gives me anxiety you think we can throw these dolls away and throw this away and throw that away? He's like, no, 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 no. Which I thought was crazy because why are you going to come up in someone's house that you're staying in temporarily and then just order everyone, not everyone, but everything to be thrown out? That is his grandma's house. You are asking him to throw away his grandma's stuff. Like old people don't like their stuff being thrown away. You have to do it in secret. I do this all the time. My mom knows that there's, she doesn't know how much stuff that I've discarded because she wants to hold on to shit so tight. And I'm like, no, okay. (laughs) And so like I I slow and steadily just like get rid of odds and ends that I know she's not using and she know, you know, she's not going to miss. But yeah, that's what you have to do with old people. You have to distract them with like murder she wrote on a TV or whatever heat of the night or whatever shit that they like to watch on tv and then you throw their shit away (laughs) i i shouldn't advocate that but when i tell you old people hang on to stuff for dear life every episode of hoarders i've seen old people just just letting you know just putting it out there but anyways moving on so they're seeing goes on he's talking about how nothing's going right so he decides to put on an old man mask and then he goes downstairs and he's like hey little girl and it's like this cute little she's cracking up cute little exchange between the two and he said he wanted to wear a mask when she was released and make a joke about how long he's been waiting for her to you know get out of prison and again he mentioned how you know it wasn't going the way he wanted to and they run upstairs and they do the sex I assume because the ice has been broken and they're apparently very sexually compatible excuse me so yeah boring anyways next couple Eris and Cameron so I hope I'm pronouncing her name right 
Eris or Aris? I'm going to say Eris. So she's a pretty girl. She has a daughter who seems really intelligent, really cute kid. Um, they're from Tampa, Florida, where she is. But um, Cameron is an aspiring rapper and Eris is a huge fan who slid into his prison DMs in a storyline familiar to fans of sharp entertainment shows. Eris experiences jealousy over Cameron's other female fans. Tensions mount when Cameron makes his music career a priority and Eris feels betrayed. Okay, so their episode goes on. Well, she's kind of, I'm not going to say Eris is boring. She just seems really soft-spoken. Kind of like the type of woman who is, you wouldn't necessarily think that she would slide in a rapper's DMs, let alone a prison rapper or a rapper who is in prison in his DMs. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just preface by saying Monique and Derek. Actually, y'all can, y'all can Google this. But Monique and Derek, they're black. <laughs> Nathan and Skylar, they're white. And Eris and Cameron, they're black. Not that that makes any difference, but you know, I don't know if y'all gonna watch any of this, so I just want y'all to have a visual. Eris, like I said, is a very pretty girl. She kind of looks like. If any of y'all have seen Black Ink Crew, what was that girl's name? Ugh, I forget. She was friends with Donna. She was only there for like a season or two. She hooked up with Teddy. It didn't go well. She fucked up his car. Anyways, she kind of looks like her. And so, like I was saying, Eris doesn't look like the type of woman that would slide into a rapper who's in prison's DMs. And then she's talking when their segment comes on she's talking about how oh he was just so handsome so sexy and I'm looking at the guy and I'm like oh <laughs> because no 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 um something else that I noticed when they actually finally officially meet up with each other the size difference Eris is a little bigger not fat but like taller and Cameron seems like a tiny man same thing with um Monique and Derek Monique is taller and bigger in terms of size and Derek seems like a very small man, just like a little fun-sized man. But anyways, moving on. So Eris and her daughter are going to this plant shop and they spend like over $200 on plants. Are you kidding me? And during the whole transaction, Eris is like, oh, let me see if I have enough money in my account. She looks and logs into her bank, I guess, via her phone. She's like, you know what, whatever, I'll just get it. Cause she wants to buy a plant for Cameron to have in his halfway house to remember her buying. Somehow the plant gets messed up when they when she picks him up from prison or whatever. And he is looking like rough. Even more rough than he just naturally does because this man looks rough. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Animal from The Muppets. The Muppet that plays the drums and was always just out just a crazy individual he reminds me of him especially when he first came out of prison he looked exactly like animal from the Muppets and then he was talking about how he's actually pretty funny but he was mad and appropriate about how he was like oh well actually she said to him yeah you look a little rough baby no no worries about that he was like yeah I'm looking I just got out of prison you know what do you want to do I'll look better with you sitting on my face and she's like oh my god no and, she, and then he goes on to say I just want you to just 
to slide on top of my face like this and he just mimics the sliding of his face and she's like oh my god and then he was just his commentary on the talking head was just hilarious and how he's talking about their first night together when they became intimate and he was like yeah I was all in that I was jumping off the the what do you call it the dresser I was like this and I was like this and I was like this and he's mimicking every jump he did on top of the bed and I'm just like this guy is he's a loud pack but he's very interesting um he's scruffy he has a lot of tattoos and I'm, I'm not a neck or face tattoo fan not a big fan of either one I'm so sorry but he seems like quite the character he is a rapper and he mentioned in his episode or the episode segment how he's gonna get into rap or get back into the rap game and he's like this the new video I'm coming out with is gonna be crazy they're gonna be big booty bitches they're gonna be bitches slapping other bitches they're gonna be bitches kissing other bitches and then she's like um I don't feel comfortable with that he was like it's pretend it's not a real world scenario it's you're selling a fantasy and she's like yeah but there are boundaries and And he's like well of course I'm, I'm not gonna be disrespectful to you and all the other jaw but you know this is just how a rap game goes so yeah that's them <laughs> and next up is ashley and travis from florida uh port st lucie or lucy or whomever if you're from florida you know what town that is anywho ashley and travis ashley may be the first love after lockup cast member to film the inevitable engagement ring shopping scene at her own business the antiques fine jewelry purveyor has ironically fallen for someone who with a resume that would give most jewelry business owners pause bank robber travis ashley plans to employ travis at her jewelry business but can she trust him around her safe or valuables it appears that ashley's story will remind some of love after lockup og duo angela and tony because she had a neighbor named martin who made several advances martin's freshness does not sit well with travis yeah okay so ashley and travis ashley um i'm just gonna say it right off the bat ashley needs therapy she needs some therapy because every time she's on camera she starts crying over the weirdest thing so one scene she's with like i don't know if it's her co-business owners or whatever the case may be but she's with some people and they're you know at like a a flea market looking for some rare and antique jewels and you know her and her friends slash business partners you're talking and she's like oh yeah travis is coming out and they're like oh that's great and she's like oh yeah he's coming out of prison after being in prison for xyz and they're like oh all right <laughs> and then they're like aren't you worried he went to jail for bank robbery and you're a jewelry salesperson and she's like and she says the most cringiest thing ever oh i'm not worried that he's gonna take any jewels because he has the most precious jewel of all referring to herself and i was just like shut the fuck up 
that was some lifetime movie not even lifetime movie that was like what's the name of that channel that sells or not sells but shows almost corny ass like ion television that was some ion television bullshit i was like what the fuck shut up <laughs> but yeah and then she starts crying she's like i was just very worried that you guys would judge me and i'm like yeah well what they would you being a jewelry purveyor and you getting up with a bank robber why the fuck wouldn't they judge you like goofy stupid but anyways um so she's at the flea market with them and they're doing her thing and then she finally gets him out of prison not gets him but picks him up from prison they go back to her house before that they do the little thing where you know they first meet up and then you're hugging and then she's like she starts crying again she's like oh this is a dream come true and i'm just so happy and i'm just like girl stand up but anyways yeah so they go back to her house and he walks into the house and he's looking like a kid in a motherfucking candy store he's looking at the house he's looking at everything she got she's her house is nice she has a pool the pool area is a little janky looking but whatever but yeah he apparently is like yeah i'm hopping in that pool and you know what was funny about i know he just got out of prison so i shouldn't judge but he just got out of prison and he's wearing like this very socal gangster outfit with these like converse type shoes not converse but van type shoes his socks are all the way up to his knees his shorts are all the way past his knees it's very east la looking is what i meant to say not socal but yeah he looks like a freaking east la gangster from 1997 and i'm like what the fuck so out of nowhere she has one of those like floaties that's the shape of a engagement ring or a ring in general and he was like well i know i couldn't give you a real ring but he grabs it from the pool and he hands her that and he was like here's here's a ring and then she's like oh yeah that's so cute um it's just the perfect size and <laughs> they're very cringe i'm so sorry <laughs> they're so cornball-y i get secondhand embarrassment from their interactions but anyways he sees the pool and he's like i'm jumping in that pool so he takes off his shirt i think he takes off his shoes and then just jumps in the pool and then she's like oh oh well screw it and then she takes off i think her shoes or something like that and hops in the pool with him and then they ultimately get out of the pool and then they i think before or after that they might have went to the hotel but that scene is hilarious to me because at the hotel he mentioned or prior to the hotel he mentioned how prison food is garbage and he's been in prison for a long time and the only thing he wants is pizza a good pizza i don't blame him pizza is one of my favorite foods so they get to the hotel you know they're hopping in the shower and and then he ordered the pizza from room service beforehand and then they start knocking on the door and he's like oh shoot the pizza grabs the towel wraps it around him the i guess front door people bring him the pizza he's like thank you so much appreciate it and he closes the door doesn't tip but he ain't got no money he just got out of prison so what are you gonna do but anyways <laughs> he sits the pizza on the bed and then she's like 
really because he opens up the box and takes a bite he was like just one bite babe just one bite takes a bite he's like oh oh so good and then he puts the pizza back in the box and then he runs back in the shower and they go back to you know whatever they're doing in the show you know what i'm saying but anyways yeah that's them um who's the next couple oof okay actually no i was gonna say last but not least but there's a couple right after this one so gabby and chris so gabby and chris um it's weird watching their segment knowing how it went down as of recently um chris I think he's back in jail. I'm pretty sure he's back in jail because apparently he beat up Gabby so bad that she had to have surgery and she had to have intensive surgery. But speaking of surgery, let's talk about the fact. Hmm. Should we talk about? Yeah, actually, this little tip is going to actually mention it. So Gabby and Chris from Union, New Jersey. Viewers will remember Gabby as one of the only cast members in the history of Love After Lockup franchise who received a lot of money from her inmate boo, and not the other way around. Chris received a large settlement after a civil suit accused prison guards of not doing enough to prevent and or stop an attack on Chris by fellow inmates at Rikers. As revealed on Love during Lockup Season 1, Gabby and Chris's family are not on the best of terms, And that tension remains upon his release. If you're curious to know whether or not Gabby and Chris worked out, click here for a huge spoiler. So I just told y'all, Gabby and Chris did not work out. Um, Something happened and Chris ultimately ended up beating Gabby up severely to the point where, and there was a point where she mentioned that he tried to dig her eyeball out of her, her eye her eyeball out of her socket excuse me i haven't seen a video i saw a small clip of it because it was on youtube and i was watching a video in regards to their situation and there was just a small clip and yeah it didn't look good at all um so getting into their story gabby and chris gabby well first of all chris as it was mentioned received a huge settlement for getting beat up in Rikers. He got $150, $150, (laughs) excuse me. And I believe he gave 90K to his mom. And then I think this rest or the remaining 60K to Gabby. And most people would have, you know, if you have a prison bay and they give you money, you would be like, okay, well, I'm going to get us a little apartment. I'm going to make sure he's set up when he comes out. I'm going to make sure everything is, you know, on the up and up so he doesn't have to worry about much when he gets out. Wrong. Gabby spent that money on designer clothing and shit, a new car, an apartment of some sort, plastic surgery. Yeah, she basically spent all the money on herself. So at the point where Chris was actually released, there was no money left on either side. The mom who got the 90K didn't have any. Gabby spent all that money. So he out here on starting from square one all over again. So he's released Gabby and 
I believe Chris's mom and sister went to pick him up. However, it was a bit of a hassle because the mom and his sister were taking their sweet time picking, you know, wanting to get in the car to drive to pick him up. And Gabby's like, we only have X, Y, and Z amount of time. And then we're like, well, no, we don't want to go yet. We don't want to go yet. We don't want to go yet. And she's like, y'all are annoying. Get in the car. They start arguing. And then Gabby gets out the car and was like, these women won't leave my car. She's telling the police, she's like, get them out of my car. And then the police was like, well, we can't do anything. I don't think so. They just end up squashing it momentarily to drive to pick up Chris. Chris is released. Gabby hops out the car with the quickness because she wants to be the first one to hug him. She hops on him. She hugs him and they embrace and then the mom and the sister come and embrace him. And then Gabby and Chris duck away because Gabby informs Chris that they had, she got an official to, an officiate, excuse me, to actually marry them. So they duck around the corner at a bus depot to get married by (laughs) um, an efficient. So she talks about how she didn't want her wedding to be like this, but hey, you know, she wants him paroled to her house. So that was the quickest way to do it. Then they get in the car. Um, I forgot where they, where did they go when they went in the car? I know that Chris had to go to the halfway house. So I think they ended up dropping off the mom and the sis back home. And then Gabby and Chris are driving around and he's like, yo, I got so much love juice for you, girl. I'm ready to just get two swirls in the pump and that's it. Which is, oh my God, so romantic, right? And they try to get it in the bathroom stall. Then some security guard was like, hey man, you can't be doing this in there. And he was like, oh, I, I was just changing. <laughs> so they like drive around and find some spot. And while they're driving around, Gabby's like, yeah, guess what? Which she did in a previous episode. She's like, guess what? I got my booty hole whitened and my coochie tightened. <laughs> and he's like, what? You're moving real sus. And she's like, what do you mean I'm moving sus? She's like, you spent my money on that? You moving sus as fuck. Backstory. Gabby says she hasn't been with anyone for five years. So why did she need a coochie tightening? And B, butthole bleaching? why are y'all bleaching your buttholes disgusting but he was like um I don't know how to feel about that because it's real suspect why would you do that with if I knew she was doing that with my money I wouldn't have given any to her which he he shouldn't have given her any in the first place but that's neither here nor there um and then they get into like a little bit of an argument and she's like I've been down for you since day one I couldn't have anybody but I'm with you. You do realize that, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he gets all giddy again because he can smell the coochie <laughs> that he's about to stick his head in. And he's really excited about it. Then they like, I guess they find some spot and they go in the bathroom to get their rocks off. And Gabby was like, when they're done in 10 minutes tops she gets back in the car and she's like oh my god I don't, I don't feel right I don't feel well the reason why she doesn't feel well is because the lady who gave her the coochie rejuvenation said don't have sex for at least five days 
and she ended up the next day after getting the coochie rejuvenation she ended up meeting with Chris and you know doing the thing so did not follow doctor's orders not cool but anyways I think the last episode was just um Gabby yelling at Chris because she thinks he's talking to other women he assures her that he isn't and she's like no I'm looking at your phone right now because she bought it and set it up for him and she's seeing a whole bunch of numbers on there and he's like I'm not talking to women those are just friends blah 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 these are females I just know and she's like yeah yeah whatever and she was supposed to pick him up she didn't she's like she can he can find his own way to Union New Jersey or Orange New Jersey is where she's in and the last scene ended up being him waiting at the train station for her because she said she was going to pick him up but before that um his family's like oh she's a hothead you don't need to be with her I don't know why you married her that's crazy da 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 and then the mom is like she spent all your money she spent all your money you don't have any money left and I'm looking at the mom like you spent all his money too and you don't have any money left (laughs) he gave you more than her you got 90k she got 60 so what the fuck what's your problem what's your excuse but anyways yeah um last couple uh, hold on my freaking phone logged up Okay, so last couple is Justine and Michael from PA or Pennsylvania. Justine and her rapper Bay Michael, aka Montana Mills, won't have any time off screen as they move straight from Love During Lockup Season 2 to Love After Lockup Season 7. As we were to f- what? As we were first to confirm, Justine and Michael were married on August 5th, 2022 while Michael was still incarcerated. I previously speculated that the couple didn't wait the extra couple of months to get married on the outside so that Michael could live with Justine, his legal wife, upon his release. I'm not sure if being spouse is what allowed for that option, but it appears that the newlyweds will be living together this season. Making the couple's first time living together more stressful will be Justine's three kids and Michael's four kids. Oh, and of course, Michael wants to get right back into the studio and back to living the rapper life. On top of managing their family and home life, the network reveals Michael is ready to resume his rap career. And Justine can't help but worry about what will change when family and fame and bad habits set in. But anyways, yeah, I think they're, they're not boring either, but I think their dynamic is a little bit different from the other couple's. So she has three kids. He has four kids. They were together for a bit when he was already in jail. They got married. When he was released, before he was released, he surprised her with a car and she was speculating where he got this money for the car. Then he kind of got offended by that and he was upset. So they butted heads around that. When he gets released from prison, um, he's she picks him up in like a really cute all black cat suit it was real cute um she filled it out nicely no no shade that's actually not shade at all but yeah she has a really nice cat suit on and she picks him up and it's like 
you know, they're canoodling. She takes him back home to meet the kids. The kids are a little wary of him because she don't know. They don't know who he is. They know him from videos, but they don't know him, know him. They end up going back to the ho- to a hotel for the night, doing the thing. You know how that goes. And then they have a little bit of a picnic where the families can kind of meet each other. The mom, his mom and his dad are there. Some guy from his, I guess, old neighborhood came through and then Justine is throwing shade because she's like this is supposed to be family he's from the old crew I don't want him to fall back into bad habits I don't really want him there and then the mom or the mom-in-law his mother confronts Justine and she's like listen I know your daughter has tattoos and belly piercings and all that I don't want my little girl or my granddaughter to have that and she's like yeah I get that but we're we're family and if I need to discipline her anyway I'm gonna do it because that's my husband and they go head to toe with each other a little bit then his sister comes at Justine and then they get not into a tussle but in kind of like an argument and now there's animosity between the two as opposed to coming together when they get home, Justine is being passive aggressive and he's like, all right, whatever. And goes upstairs. But yeah, it's just a whole lot of whole lot of, I don't know what she was thinking, having three kids and meeting up with this, for lack of a better term, jailbird. And he has four kids and I don't know why they thought the dynamic was going to be like a, a sitcom of some sort. And it was just all going to be real. Like it was just just gonna mesh and it was just gonna be all well and all good in the hood but yeah their dynamic seems interesting I don't know if it will go well but hey blended families have worked in the past for other people so we will see anyways I don't know if y'all want me to continue to talk about love after lockup but I just wanted y'all to just know a little bit about the dynamics and the trashy tv shows that I watch but also I wanted to talk about something lighthearted because again there's a whole bunch of craziness going on in the world today and I just wanted to talk about something that I just want to look at other people's lives and feel better <laughs> about my own I know sometimes you you want to do that too but anyways hope you all have a good rest of the week I will probably catch you next Monday and yeah thanks so much for listening talk to you soon That concludes this week's episode of Noara Nope. Feel free to check me out next week where we talk about more random news, entertainment, and just general interest stuff for your pleasure. Until next week, guys, take care of yourself and others. Bye.